just when we thought it was safe to go back into the water. <laughs> oh, God. What happened? And no, that was the San Jose shark last week. Yeah, right. You mean they didn't fix every flaw? That I thought, I thought, thought the five-game... Nice touch with the jaws there, Derek. <laughs> I liked it. Wasn't the five-game winning streak the thing that corrected a lot of... Weren't we done with that type of game last night? What the hell was that against the <laughs> LA Kings last night? Justin Bourne. A great man once said, they are who we thought they were. And I believe that to be the case. Um, problems with playing to another team's level. It's something that we've talked about with this team for going on years now where you think this team can be so good. They can be. They can be so, so good. And they often are. But boy, sometimes, sometimes they think they, they, lo they look like they think it's going to be easy and they play that way. Derek Brandeo on tech with our um, jaws I'm, opening. I'm and a confused Sheldon and, and a very confused Sheldon Keefe. We also got Sammy McKee in the lineup. Still on the shelf a little bit, eh? With the flu, is that is that yeah. what we're dealing with, Sammy? Yeah, I think I think the coach is a little upset that I'm not playing today. You know, he's looking at me like, "Are you sure you're not okay to go in today?" You could have gone, yeah. eh? T today, you know, if it was the playoffs, I could have gone, boys. But I. I thought I'd take one more day of hacking and sniffling at home, then I'll come in tomorrow. But, yeah, uh, I'm here. I'm listening. Is, is there a chance that you were sick to your stomach last night and that had nothing to do with uh, what's happening yeah. to you physically? Honestly, like, I just felt like last night was such a letdown spot for them and all these teams have it. But just how it went was so uh, nauseating. Yeah. I was at the game last night. I watched mm. the opening face-off, and I just said uh, to my buddy, Sitting beside him, I said, uh, I already know what Todd McClellan told them before the puck was dropped. And that was, you better be ready to play or this team will embarrass us. And I watched the opening face-off, and it's Bunting and Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore, of course, ex-Marley, ex-Leaf. Wants nothing more than to come in here and shove it down their throat. Puck drops, loose puck battle, more eats bunting up, and within seconds, Jack Campbell's got to do the splits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's not ideal. Like, the split should come later in periods, ideally. When I saw that start, yeah. I said, this one's this one's going to be a close one tonight. This one's not a cakewalk. This isn't the Leafs' automatic two points here. All right, and, so, and the embarrassment was turned right around. So how do we pick it apart? Where do you want to start with this one? I have many, many thoughts on well, this Well, the start. Okay. The, the start. And I think uh, outside of that, I think within three minutes now, uh, a turnover in the offensive zone, if I'm not mistaken, I think – Spezza tried to hit Nick Ritchie in the high slot. Mm -hmm. He who had coverage. And the next thing you know, Kemp, Kempe's going down the ice. I think he hit the post. It's all within three minutes in. Yeah. I I look and it's it's a team not ready to play. Now, is it as simple to say, Sammy, JB, you tell me. Is is it effort? Is that the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, <laughs> It almost feels like the lazy answer. Like, Sammy had a good point when, when I talked to him um, a little bit earlier in the day. Just said, like, every loss is not a huge deal. Every loss is not a crisis. Sometimes you just lose. But there are losses that kind of let you know, kind of lead you in a direction of what your team is. And that was it for this team is, like, is this team different than previous iterations of the Maple Leafs that haven't found a way to get it done? You know, it was a letdown spot for them last night, and they let you down. And so was it effort? I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I, I mentioned that they seem to play to the level of their opponent. Like, if they think L.A. is a 75 out of 100, they want to win playing with a 76 effort. They never want to give more effort than necessary. So, I don't know if it's directly effort, but they certainly seem to be a, a pacing themselves mentality. How little can we do and still get a, get a win out of this here? I, I, we, we're 13 I games in. 
Sammy, we're 13 games in, and now you're wondering about effort or playing down to your opponent or uh, there's parts of me that I really feel for Sheldon Keefe and, and we like playing his clips and we've got one waiting for us, uh, you know, in the can right now. But I think he's starting to understand his challenges here. But in Same saying team. that, I, I, I feel for him on some nights, but it's on his shoulders, boys. If they're not ready to play, that falls on the head coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not wrong. It does fall on him, but he seems as exasperated as you and I already. Like, this is, it's not like he's not aware of the shortcomings. That all or nothing series, they talked about it from the start of the season. Sammy, you, you started to say something there. What was your, uh, your thought on that? Oh, we lost him entirely. All right. Well, Sammy's gone. This is the, the great part. Let's just go to the Keith clip then. Let's, 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 let's listen to his explanation of what the heck happened last night. All right. I mean, it's a good team for sure, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about us. And I, I, what do I attribute it to? I attribute it to it's that's what we're trying to get out of is this, this team that doesn't play great one night and has lots of urgency and plays a way that is a recipe to win consistently and then comes out the very next game and isn't the same group and doesn't have the same level of urgency against a different opponent. You know, until we get that sorted out, we're going to continue to ride this wave. That's not good enough. Until we get it sorted out. Aren't we past the point of that being possible? Like what's to sort out? Isn't it personnel? Yes. A hundred percent. So I'm, I'm Justin Hall. I just sat out five games. Maybe it's someone else's turn. Maybe let's start there. Let's start pulling names out that isn't just Justin Hall. Mm-hmm. You want to get some of their attention? Take out someone that doesn't expect to come out of the lineup. It is something they have not done historically. No. Sheldon Keefe has never done that, right? Uh, Where you've been like, whoa, I'm, Martyrs I'm, I'm, in the stands I, I, or whoever. I, I, JB, I, I still look at the minutes last night, and I can't believe, like, what's the lowest minutes in that lineup last night is still playing almost 10 minutes a night. It's almost like it doesn't matter what anybody does out there. You're going to get your minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, shut somebody down. Yeah. Piss them off. The best way... To piss a guy off is to take the thing that means the most to him, ice time. Yeah, and, you, you know, it, it's easy to do it with Justin Hall, a quiet, mild-mannered guy who kind of does what he, you know, whatever you want him to do. You know who's the next guy who's going to come out? Probably Pierre Engvall. Like, not that he's done anything terribly bad, but he's an easy guy to pick on. The coaches picked on him typically. Um you know, it's not going to be, for whatever reason, I don't think they want to embarrass Kyle Dubas, but Nick Ritchie should not be in the lineup right now. You know, I just don't think they want to embarrass that offseason signing a dozen games in. So that is one thing. What do you think Sheldon Keith's opinion of his team is? Because what I see is a guy who thinks his team is the same team as every other year so far. And by the way, that's been a very good team. It's not necessarily a criticism, but it hasn't been enough. We've we've heard him enough, and we've played his clips enough on the show. He where like a third host. It, it uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> but it's it, every week. It's he's choosing his words more carefully every time, and I get a sense that he wants to say more, mm-hmm. and he he doesn't. And maybe it's just uh, he's not comfortable enough. Maybe it's not as positive as he knows that. Kyle Dubas would want him to be. But there's other coaches out there that would absolutely be ripping this team a new one. Yeah. And it's just not their style of of management right now. But if if I'm Sheldon and I get any sense that if this thing doesn't improve, I know I'm the first guy gone. Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, I know. I wonder if it gets dire enough where he just starts saying whatever he wants because he knows it's him or, you know, he's the next one. Exactly. So go down your way a little bit here. Yeah. You know, so who do you think then deserves that criticism? 
who who should be hearing it from the key or from the, from Sheldon? Who do you think he would be targeting that ire at? Well, uh, it, the one thing is clear up until this point, and that's if your your four don't score, nobody's nobody's done. Like th- this team's done. If 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 Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and, and Nylander to a certain extent for sure aren't finding ways to produce, you're done. Yeah. Absolutely done. Sammy was saying, you know, 18 skaters dress every game. The Leafs have 12 guys with one or zero goals on the year. So depth scoring, not exactly so, a thing. And 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 the you, you can, like, let's go to uh, Kasha because they praised Kasha and he's a guy that uh, they like a lot. Mm-hmm. But Kasha is on pace for what? Six points this yeah, year. Yeah, well, he's playing with me at center. Like, he needs some help. Uh, can we get him off? I, he's a guy. So, in, in terms of, like, what do you actually do to help that out? I think you got to give Kasha a chance up the lineup here. Like, well, he's – they're talking him up. They like his game. He can't score with camp starting in the D zone or in the offensive zone 10% of the time. He's literally got the lowest offensive zone starts in the NHL. So, like, how about – what do you thought of Bunting lately? Would it kill you to see Bunting play in the third line for a minute? No, I haven't I, I, been that I, impressed I, he, with him. He is a guy that I've said right from the get-go that will play up and down the lineup. Yeah. And I, I didn't like – I don't like his game away from the puck. I don't like the game, uh, his game when he's not finding ways to get in front of the net or, or you know, redirect a, a puck. We, yeah. we know he's good in that He's area. He's an effective hockey player, no doubt. But this game, I told you, there, there's two games on the ice, one when you have the puck and one when you don't have the puck, and he is still learning when he doesn't have the puck. Yeah. So move him down to the lineup. Well, I thought the reason he's where he is is to get them pucks back, and no one's pretending he's going to be Zach Hyman, but, like, you play with Matthews and, and Nylander, get them the puck back. That's all we want you to do. And I thought the forecheck was no good last night. You know, I thought they they were good about getting the puck in, but just no one puck battles, no sustained ozone time. They did it later in the game as it went on, but you know, by the time you start down two nothing, you're chasing the game against. Apparently, Keith thinks they're a good defensive team. That you know, I never thought of the Kings as a good defensive team, but if they they didn't forecheck, they had the puck uh, for less than two minutes in the offensive zone in the first period. You can't win a hockey game like that. So we look JB and we see Marner, Tavares, Nylander, Matthews. All, all projected to uh, point a game. Yeah. They are point a game guys. Minimal. And if they can hit some good stretches, then Marner's flirting with 90, 100 points. Mm-hmm. Tavares, I think he's come as advertised. Yeah. So far. 35 goals, 70 some points this year, maybe. Maybe 40 plus goal uh, pace. Yeah. Nylander, 65, 70 point guy. Great. Not, not horrible. No, take right? that. We'll take that. Matthews, he misses the first couple of games, but still on pace for a 40-goal season minimum. Yeah. But after that, where do we go here? And Bunting's numbers would suggest that he could hit 15 or 20 goals this season, which would be perfect, fine. Do you think Alex Kerfoot could shoot a hockey puck in a net at some point? Like, can we arrange for that to happen somehow? But after that, like, where are the numbers here? JB. So what, what, who, who's the top team right now? Edmonton? Edmonton. And what are they, what are they at? 4.4 goals per game. 4.4. 4. First in the NHL. And the Leafs? 2.54. And 20, puts them 27th. where? 27th. 27th in goals well, per, per game. Well, there's a problem. <laughs> For this team, when you think of a high-flying offensive team, you're no, right. No, we think about a, yeah, high three or off. four high-flying guys. Yeah, good point. Yeah, there's no longer... Oh, here comes Kapanen, here comes Janssen, here comes whoever you thought the next guys were, Kadri, whatever the third line wave you thought was coming. That ain't it with Engvall, Kampf, and Kasha. This is a differently built group, so which wh- I think What do we wanted. think we're going to squeeze out of Kerfoot this season? So here's the thing, Kipper. He had 19 as a rookie. He scored 15 the next year in Arizona, or sorry, in uh, Colorado. Here he hasn't hit 10 goals yet. They've been short in seasons, so he's got two now. Kerfoot can get you, what, 15, 20? I'd say... 13 to 15 <laughs> is still a realistic goal for him. Like I thought Engvall'd get you 10 this year. Uh, honestly, man, it's tough. Engvall, right. well, Camp might get you 5, 10. Spezza got Kasha. off to a great start, but do you, 
do you really think he's going to hit? I, I think he's on pace to score 18, 20 goals this year. Is, uh, is yeah. Spezza going to score 20 goals in the National Hockey no, League? he's not. No, he's not. Engvall. Engvall's on pace for what? What's Richie's pace? Six, eight goals this year. Yeah. Richie, the same thing. Six, eight goals. Simmons, six, eight goals this season. Oh, my goodness. The least Kemp. scoring. Kemp. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've said that. Kemp's got one goal. Yeah. And, like, maybe his whole career. I don't know. Did he score in Chicago? <laughs> he had one last he year. He had one last year. Okay, so he doubles his career total. <laughs> you see where I'm getting at I here? I do, quite clearly, yes. There is nothing past the big boys. Well, so that's why earlier in the show I said it looks like the same team, and that's a, probably a good team. That's probably that's a playoff team. That's a team that wins more than they lose, and if those guys get hot, they can win a playoff round, maybe win two playoff rounds. It is just a, becoming a question of, like, how, how many passengers can you have and be successful in the NHL? The answer is not eight forwards, or else you're going to lose to the LA Kings 5-1 to one at home. So... There, there, there's definitely some issue there. Did we lose Sammy? Did I absolutely? We buried him, <laughs> eh? Is he okay? Sammy, you okay? Yeah, I'm here. We're I'm here. Okay. I, I, I'm loving this chat, and I just, the question I have, and you guys kind of just talked about it, who's getting hot in the bottom six here? Yeah. Who's, who's knocking on the door to shoot a bunch in the net? And the answer to that question is uh, no one. No, Sammy, your audio quality is not. Well, we're just going to ask you just to text us your questions from now Sammy, on. Sammy, are you um, are you doing this show with a string and a can? <laughs> All right, boys, I'm out of here. No, 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 no. We'll take. We'll, yeah, you're we'll, fine. We'll, Chip in we'll, where you can. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to you every once in a while. See how Sammy. it's doing at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not happy right now. No, this is not Sammy's favorite place to be. But, yeah, to his point, there's just looking for guys to get hot. So let's turn to the defense then. Okay, uh, because the, that, that picture doesn't improve much. No, you don't feel better about that? How many, I know, if people, how many, by how the many way, goals people on the think blue we're line? killing the Leafs. People think we're killing the Leafs out there. We're not, yeah, well, we're not killing them. They're killing themselves. What's the positive spin here? How can we be positive about this? <laughs> it's still way too early right okay. now. Okay, But we are talking about 13 games where the blue line's chipped in. And JB. we're talking about seasons in a row, right? One goal. One goal. Is that right? So I honestly didn't know. I, I, I think I, I remember Muzzin scoring a goal. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah, that's do, right. do you see any more goals from anybody? Muzzin is the only goal. We have confirmations from, from Derek. I honestly didn't know that. One goal. Okay. So we, we got nothing on the back end. We've there's nothing. Not a threat. And there's a lot of Good things that you like about Morgan Riley, yes. but is is he a threat to score? Sure. As far as defensemen go, I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to say that's pretty much where it ends for me. Sandin's so, created a lot for his teammates. Th- th- uh, was it three years ago? Morgan Riley had, I think, 20 goals. Mm-hmm. And if I asked you in in the last say 115 games, how many goals has Morgan Riley scored? I don't like when you do research and I'm unprepared. How many? Seven. That's pretty good. Is it? It's eight. <laughs> Is it? yeah. It's eight. Jeez. But prior to that, the same number of games, he had like 25. Yeah. So he is not. He, he, it's slowed down. It's slowed down. Well, at least he doesn't have a whopping contract that hasn't started yet. That's. Uh, but anyway. where, like, there, there is no threat back there. And I think uh, a guy like Sandin tries to jump up on rushes and he wants to get involved and he wants to play the game. But. At, at at a high paced level, but he he's not ready for that. They're they're yeah. So here's what I see happening on the back end is uh you know so Lilligren's going to be out tonight or sorry tomorrow night from the looks of things. Right now the D pairs have gone back to Dermot is playing with uh, Sandine. Uh, Hall's back with uh, with Muzzin. Brody's back with Riley. We're we're back to that old. I'm just going to double check that on my sheet. Yes, we're we're back to those pairs. So. I think eventually Travis Dermott is not going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. That's what I think. I think that they want they don't want to make him look like a guy who's going to come out of the lineup in and out. He's a press box guy. I don't think he's been good this year. I he wonderful guy working hard, but he's been bad. So Leafs get a six rounder for him. I, it doesn't matter what you get for him. I think they want someone else. You know, it's just they're not getting enough from that spot. Him and Lilligren are both guys to me that are like okay. 
you can plug in for a game or two and we feel fine, but like you want someone to play a role, whether it's killing, whether it's defense, whether it's scoring, do something for you. So I think that's that's a, a spot where your D can get better. I know you don't have a whole lot of money to play with. Offensively, you know, that's a different story in the back end. I just don't think they're ever going to get a ton of offense from back there. But Sandine and Riley be their, their PPD men, get a, you know, get a cookie here and there, shoot one in the net the odd time. That's not even the, the mere fact that they have one goal isn't my biggest issue for that blue line. Okay. They're not tough. They are soft. Yeah. That is a bigger issue for me. Outside of Muzzin, who has struggled this year at what now? Minus nine? He is, he is the only one that you would feel like there's a chance I could get hit. And hit to hurt. Like Muzzin, he, he can line you up. Yeah, It hasn't happened very often. He caught Athanasio last night. He did. Yeah. And I thought he... He had a, a good physical presence against Boston, but outside of that, if Muzzin isn't hitting it, hitting somebody, you tell me who is. No, it's not Neanderthal talk in the slightest. This is a very real, legitimate, good criticism. Who's it going to be? Riley, Brody, Hall, Sandine, no, Lilligren, no, 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 Dermot, no. So no, okay. So I, I'm on the other team. I'm LA last night. Licking your chops. Like it's Christmas dinner. <laughs> I'm looking at cranberry sauce. I'm looking at mashed potatoes with gravy. Time to eat. Yeah. That is a huge issue. You know, one thing, what they want to do, I think, this is the Dubas plan, is that if you don't play in your own end much, if you don't have to defend much, it's not an issue, right? That's the idea is that they just play in the other end all the time. And I look at their uh, advanced stats. I'm going to pull up the latest sport logic numbers for us. In terms of teams having the puck in their zone, they are the best team in the NHL in terms of uh, allowing ozone possession time. The other team only averages yeah. five minutes in their, in their zone a game. Do you know when you go to the circus, they actually have mirrors that can make you look really big or really skinny. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, well, that's interesting. So <laughs> you're not, it's not buy really who you are. No, when you look in the mirror, and I know, I know, you know, they're they're going to play Philadelphia tomorrow night. Philadelphia is just about last in that category. The other team has the puck in there, and you know, more than well, more than seven minutes compared to the Leafs being only five. But you're still in your own end five minutes, and you have to defend sometimes. And it's nice to have a little physicality when you're in that spot. But I, that's the idea, Kipper. That's what they're thinking here. We won't play in our end, so we don't have to be big and tough. But you are playing in your end. Because it's hockey, and the puck goes there sometimes. So when do you scrap that plan? Well, I don't know, bud. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we're at. Is Do you need a new plan? We're 13 games in, I think. 13 games in. Is it too soon to say, you know, we, we talked about a 20 goal mark or 20 game mark is sort of a, okay, now it's time to do something. Have you seen enough? Gee, you say too soon. You know what I say? Ah, too late. Too late. Well, we're, we're all too late. Nap on wins. Like, uh, how much different do you think that blue line's going to look like? You don't in think, you know, like Lilligren's going to stop in March shucking the mitts and getting tough. This is, you said it at the beginning of the show. This is who you think you are. Yeah, this is the same team. Minus the third line has been swapped out for a potentially offensive one for a potentially defensive one, in theory. That's the difference. So the best that Sheldon can do now is just construct a game plan that you think will spend less time in your own zone than you already are, which you tell me is the a, best very, in the a very good number. Yeah. That's not the sense that you got last night that, it's, boy, oh, boy, after that 60 minutes, they didn't spend that much time in their own zone. Actually uh, kind of terrifying. And, that and they, they, and they lost 5-1. Can you imagine if you did? Can you imagine if you were an average team that you spent in your own zone? What does that make it? 8-1? I don't know. 10-1? I mean, this team has so much talent and so much going for it. They just win five hockey games you know, on the shoulders of those big guys. But 
I think what you and I are trying to pick yeah. apart is where where does it get different? Because the bar has changed. We're not expecting this Leafs team to like make the playoffs. You know, this is supposed to be a team that's they're in the prime. The core is in the prime. This is supposed to be cup time. So Kipper and I just searching for ways for well, this team to get there. Uh, maybe it, you just look, JB, at the rest of the league and you're like, we're in the mix. Yeah. How many teams? They're one of the teams with a shot. Well, I don't know about a shot. <laughs> Am I we're loosely defining the a mix. shot? Yeah. When you say we got a shot, I think winning a Stanley Cup. Where do you think you they are then in terms of the league's best is, teams? Is there a sixth ch- best team? Is, is, seventh, eighth, ninth? Uh, in there. Seven to twelve. Seven to fourteen. All right. Sixteen. Eighteen. What was Montreal last year? 18th, 18th overall. League, yeah. They went to a Stanley Cup final. They had a shot. Is that is that what you hope for? No. I think this team is better than that. I think they're a 5 to 10 in terms of like best teams chance to win a, Stan- a Stanley Cup this season. I think a couple of changes, a couple of changes would go a long way. Are there internal strides that can be made? Can Engvall give them some consistency? Can Kasha find something? Can Kerfoot find something? Maybe. I, I, you want to try Kosh up with some of the big boys? I do. I do. I think you got to find out. Like, let's, it's an 82 game season. Everything gets a run for a little while. Bunting's had a run there. You know, Richie's had a turn. Time for Kasha to come in. They've liked him. So I don't see why he wouldn't outside of right now. He's on right wing and you're asking him to play, play left. But I played both wings, not insurmount, insurmountable. Sammy, if you're still there, am I too hard on this blue line right now? No. And, I, I apparently I'm I'm here and I'm sound like a, I sound like I'm in a hallway are now. So I'm moving, <laughs> Sammy, I'm moving around location. Sammy, you got a thought in the shower? I'm <laughs> 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 in a shower. I don't know if you want me to answer the question. I just got to gra- I'm just grabbing some uh, some old spice right now, boys. Working on the armpits. Let's go to Sammy in his attic. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to be back in the office tomorrow, boys. What the hell is going on here? No, but if you'll let me get a point in, you're bang on about the defense. There's just these teams dump it. They dump the puck into the corner on them. They lean on them. If they have a good forecheck, they get a ton of success. That's all it comes down to is that every team's forecheck looks like the best forecheck in the league against the least decor. Yeah. No, there's no argument on our part there. So, like Philip Deneau looked like uh, one of the top scorers in the league last night. He's just a leaf killer. How, how he does, loves playing. How, how does he like I, I, uh, on one of his goals? By the way, kicked in or not kicked in? Uh, good goal. Good goal by me too. Oh, listen, he, he, the, the 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 right foot was actually dragging. And like he's intending to put the puck in with his foot, but he's not taking a soccer punt at that thing or anything, you know. But his second goal, you got Tavares. And Riley in the corner, and he beats both of them out. That just that just can't happen. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder if it's at a point in the game there where they're kind of just hoping to poke one free and get a jump and, you know, not engaging. This is part of the problem, though, is that they get down a goal or two, and instead of just, like, waiting for the game to come and continuing to play defense and physical, you know, start opening it up and trouble happens. So, You know, another big concern – last night was that if Jack Campbell isn't there saving their bacon, then it doesn't look like they can stay in games. Yeah. And he didn't have a very good night. It's fine. It's against a team that I'm sure he wanted to beat really badly. He's got one of his mentors and Jonathan quick on the other side. Was that story uh, when uh, when Quick won uh, an award? His his wife didn't go to uh, the the awards with him, so he took took uh, Campbell and Jack Ca- Campbell. Campbell was on the what he must have won the Vesna or something. Campbell's <laughs> yeah, on the red carpet with uh, yes. the backup goalie towel yeah. and the hat on and everything. That's with right. That's pretty awesome. It was so it, it was a big it was a big game for him. And, One of those and wanted it too much type of things. I I almost kind of worry for him that. A game like last night now would even put 
that much more pressure on him to go into Philadelphia. And listen, Philly isn't what Philly used to be. We all know that. But I can tell you, it it, it doesn't really matter. It's still a very tough building to to go in there and, and win. Even even if they're struggling, whatever it is, it's just that sense that it's still flyers. It's still they still through batteries at Santa. It's still, still who Philly is. Broad street bullies, <laughs> even though they're not anymore. Right. And I, I don't know what's gonna happen whether or not Philly will, Flyers will get any goaltending tomorrow night, if it's Hart and what kind of night he'll have. But we 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 can look JB at the last thirteen games and they're, they're stressful games for Jack Campbell. Yeah, doing the split seven seconds in. And and holding the fort in Chicago and holding the fort against Tampa Bay. Like they're they're not they're not rocking chair games for him. No. And you're just I said to you yesterday, they're gonna win one of these games seven one. Like they're just gonna win a game going away and give him a night. Wouldn't off, he love like, that? Yeah. Wouldn't that would, he love that? That would be great. Now, if you had a healthy Mrazic. I would think after last night, you might want to give Jack a night off. Honestly, they still might want to. They still might want to go with Hutchinson here. Like that was a that was a tough night, I thought for Jack Campbell. And I would. And well, let's listen to Campbell too. Do you want to play that clip? Let's yeah. hear what Jack had to say after the game. All right. Yeah, they can't. JB. No. They can't. can't they can't go to Hutchinson in, in Philly. He is the confirmed superstar. Do we have the clip there? Thanks. Let's play that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody in the building knows that wasn't my best. So cost us two points. See, he's doing it again. <laughs> he's doing it again. <laughs> First time you heard that, you just cost go, us I hate two that. points. Yeah. Jack, listen to me. The 19 guys in front of you, they cost you two points. Yeah. You lost by four. And you've been amazing up until this point. But you're not Superman. I just don't like the hyperbole. Like him calling the Gallagher goal in the playoffs the worst goal against of his career. Him saying he gave out your lot, cost them two points last night when you lose by four. Uh, settle down. It's, I know, but it's... it's I know it's... It's, it's, it's easier said than done for a guy like that because he is so sensitive and he is he he's a he wants to please. He's a pleaser. You can tell that. Yeah. He wants to please his teammates. He wants to encourage his teammates. He wants to there's just some people out there that just are pleasers and he is one of them. And when he when he doesn't reach the level that he wants to, he is the first the first person he disappoints is others and not himself. Yeah. I and wish that it wasn't should, true. It should be the other way around. Yeah. You know, McKee, uh, I don't know if he's there, but are you there, McKee? Yeah. Talking about Freddie. Join, in front, jo- join in from the basement. <laughs> what do you thought? You, you said the, the comparison uh, with Freddie yeah. for you is an obvious one, eh? Well, I just think the stark contrast between the two, the way the two guys go about, you know, addressing the media. Uh, Freddie never blamed himself and never really was engaged with the media at all. Like he was very kind of cold and understated and never blamed himself. And then there's uh, Jack Campbell that comes out and says, you know, it's my fault, it's my fault. You guys are former players. Like, what would you prefer? I know what I would prefer in terms of how they handle the media, but what would you guys prefer? Give me Freddie all day. Yeah, give me the guy who's so confident that nothing's ever his fault. Kipper? Yeah, if you're giving me two choices, then... Give me the the cold, heartless one. Oh yeah, right. Just, <laughs> just give me the. Uh, don't even, don't even talk to the media. Give them one word answers. Get the heck out of there. Yeah. But we know he's a very sensitive <laughs> guy. Did you just cough up a lung in my ear <laughs> right get now? The mute button down in time. Oh, that was great. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Just put me on the shell. LTIR, we'll see you next week, kid. What is going on oh, here? God. Guys, I'm awful, boys. Holy. I'm blaming myself. This show sucks. It's all no, my fault. It does not. It's all my fault. You're fine, Sammy. We'll, we'll, oh, it cost us two points. We'll get you back to health. Cost Don't worry. Points. Just hang in there. It's just day to day. Day to day, but Jack, Jack's been amazing up until this point. Yeah, Sammy hasn't, but Jack, 
I think, has done everything that's been asked for him. Yeah. I The only thing I would worry right now is is overtaxing him this early. But you, you were saying you don't think you can do Hotch even with even with that. Yeah. Hotch played eight games last year, like a 909. What was it? I, I need probably low. I've got I've got I'm in Philly tomorrow night. I've got Calgary where Jack has to play against Calgary. Yeah. You figure just because the way Calgary's and then, playing? And then you've got and then you got Buffalo. Yeah, you don't want to play Hutchinson two of your next three. My biggest worry right now, if I'm Kyle Dubas and, and Brendan Shanahan and, and Sheldon, is that that uh, Jack doesn't get hurt. And there's a history there uh, throughout his career. I, I'd, I'd be worried right now. Yeah. That I'd, well, he's I've started not, the he's season not really off. practicing today. He did some work before practice. Doesn't practice. He no. won't practice. He's going to Mario Lemieux at this year. It's going to be awesome. Be on the ice 70 times all for games. Um, one thing that was a bright spot for the Leafs last night, Kipper, before we go to break. You've got one? I got one. Nice power play goal. Mitch Marner below the goal Took line. Eight, eight, 38 minutes, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mitch Marner, uh, good movement on the power play in the O zone, gets below the goal line, finds John Tavares. I don't know if you recall Tampa Bay when they were needed a goal. What happened? Mitch Marner below the goal line, finds an open John Tavares. They might have something here where Mitch Marner could get his skates below the goal line, see the play, and use his greatest attribute attribute a little bit more, his vision. I think that's a nice spot for him to be. The bumper has yeah. not been effective. Well, and it's funny because the, the other power play that they had, if I'm not mistaken, he found himself back in that position. On the second power play. On the second power play. Yeah, and nothing. And, and it was, I think at that point it was 3-1, but an excellent opportunity to put some heat on LA and, and, and mount uh, a little bit of uh, momentum. And I don't know why he ended up back in that space. Yeah. I would avoid it like the plague. Yeah. It doesn't seem to work for him. And I don't know when the league outlawed uh, anything, but the one, three, one power play setup. but yeah, Marner in some sort of overload where it goes below the goal line. I like that look for them. The power play looks better. They're clicking a little bit here, starting to move up the standings in the league in terms of power play percentage. So uh, that's a bright spot for them anyway. The next thing they got to figure out how to do is to draw some penalties so they can get on the power play a little bit more. That hasn't been great, but... The other beef I've got with them last night is too many men on the ice. Now, did I think it was a great call? Could it have been a gray area? I think Morgan had maybe a, a foot off the ice mm -hmm. before Lilligren Started defending. Started truly defending. But... It doesn't matter. What mattered is, is that you guys put yourself in that position where you, you, you gave a legitimate chance for an official to make a call. And uh, that is actually, they lead the league in bench minors this season, four of yeah. them already through just well, 13 that's, games. That's, that's you, Sheldon Keefe. That's your bench. That's your responsibility to make sure guys are ready. And, you know, for whatever reason, too, JB is like, like it's a line it's a line change like don't throw pucks back don't put it yeah, in good don't point. don't put it back in an area where it it can get greasy for you yeah like why are you going back in that with the with the puck there are some like uh they seem torn between the whole regroup and possession thing and the go forward good old fashioned chip it and get after it you no, know, they had some success when they started going forward. Then they can couldn't forecheck, and then last night they run it back for for too many men. So, kind of ca caught between between systems and styles right now. And I have been fairly positive here. This is probably like the the, the worst show I've had for ripping <laughs> on them. But I I, I, I said agree. I, I agree. I I said that game against LA is almost a chance to make up for the San Jose game that they they weren't ready to play. Yeah, they've given some games away here against teams you you expect them to be better than, but that again is what makes me feel like they're the same team. You expect them to beat teams, and that's when they don't show up. And it has been a very comfortable homestand to start this season. Yeah, the schedule has not been particularly abusive. Seven, no, seven five and one here. And outside of uh, Mrazek, fairly healthy. We see some teams Get, with uh, McKayev back at some point in a month or less, hopefully. 
a lot of teams still battling COVID. They haven't had long stretches in the United States. So, you know, you're not, I'm not predicting anything, but if, if there is a hiccup, if there is, uh, you know, a, a stretch where they, they battle either a few more injuries or, or some of them actually, you know, test positive, which is going around. You know, who, do, it, who plays? It, it, like it, it could get it could get uh, awfully tough. Yeah, you know, and the rest we should of the note, way. we should note Tavares is uh, out pra- out of practice today. He's uh, nursing a nagging injury, and Kasha is out of practice today, uh, nursing a nagging injury. Uh, right now, Richie skated today with Kerfoot and Marner, and Semyonov skated with Spezza and Simmons. So couple of guys, uh, you know, already working on stuff, trying to work their way back to health. Uh, could, could get dicey if a couple of guys go down. All right. We'll, uh, we'll take a break. Take a breath. We'll, uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll see if uh, Sammy's got better reception on the roof. <laughs> He's trying all floors <laughs> of his home. Abducted by aliens. All right, we got Scott Hartnell as well, former NHLer, now on the NHL Network. We'll catch up with Scott after the break. You're listening to Real Kipper and Born Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, right back at you. Joining us now is a guy that uh, JB could kind of play every which way. You need need a goal, he could find a way to get a goal. He had 37 of them one year. 37? It's true. And you were tough, too, Scott Hartnell. You, what an intro. You can't you can't do both anymore, can you? Maybe just a handful <laughs> of guys, but I think I think the cutoff for the league is like five guys who can be really tough and really score goals. I don't think they're allowed in the league anymore. I know they're well, they make too they'll make too much money, so they're keeping them somewhere else. The Leafs need a Scott Hartnell. I think that's the one thing that they thought maybe they were getting with Nick Ritchie. And, you know, Rich, Nick Ritchie's had a tough time. I think when he was originally drafted uh, as, as a top player, the feeling was that he was going to be that one of those guys. It just it hasn't happened up until this point. He's slowly, I think, playing a lot better for the Leafs. But I'm just not sure where the expectations lie for a guy like that. Yeah, it's it's tough too, right? You go to a new city, uh, you know, you're expected to do all these these magical things, and you know, save, <laughs> save the city uh, in quotations, I guess. And and uh, you know, it's not easy for big guys to get around, uh, you know, in the NHL anymore. It's uh, you got to have uh, a lot of aspects to your game. That's that speed, thinking quickly, uh, moving quickly out there. And, and uh, yeah, like you said, there's a there's a Tom Wilson. There's uh, uh, kind of drawing a blank after that. Yeah. The guys that can really Josh score. Josh Anderson and, has, has turned it around Anderson, too in Montreal. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's a heck of a player. Great teammate. So uh, yeah, it's it's their dime a dozen, and uh, uh, you know hard to find. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this version of the Toronto Maple Leafs? We're kicking it around. Not are, are they good or are they bad, but you know, do they ch- have a chance to be better than they've been in the past going into the, either the playoffs? Well, I, I still believe in them. It's not like I, I've written them off. You know, they had a tough start and I, you know, right now they, then they go off and rattle off five in a row and, you know, everyone's happy and then they get crushed by the Kings and <laughs> it's doomsday. And that's, that's what you guys do up there. <laughs> right. Likely, but, yeah. Uh, uh, but it's, uh, you know, to watch that game, I, you know, I watched a little bit of it live and, you know, watch the highlights, man, and the Kings just skate over them and out muscle them and, and win more battles and coming out of the corners with the pucks and two passes that it's in your net. Uh, you're all over your goaltender, not helping them out. So, you know, you look at the aspects of hockey, this is the game of hockey itself. And it's like, wow, we just got absolutely out muscled, out skated out everything. 327 goals, but also 1,800 penalty minutes, Scott. So what what felt better, a, a, a goal or a big hit for you? Uh, depending on the game, right? If, you, if you're down a few goals and, uh, you know, a couple minutes to play, I always want to get that big hit, maybe – Maybe uh, pad the pins there as well <laughs> uh, to get those up there. I always, uh, I always said I wanted to get my name on a score sheet somehow, one way or another, whether it was uh, a couple goals and assist or uh, you know a fight or a, a roughing penalty, one of the two. So I, I kind of 
you know, just always try to do that. But, you know, I, I love the rough stuff of the game. Uh, you know, love playing the game. So, uh, you know, miss it uh, from time to time, you know, the start of the season, you know, being a few years out of retire, out of the game playing-wise, and, and obviously playoffs, is uh, uh, you miss that as well. I'm sure uh, you, you, Kipper, you know that as well. So how do you find that then? Like, as a player, when you don't have it one night, how do you find a way to get on the score sheet? The, the Leafs have a bunch of guys, and you guys mentioned Nick Ritchie as a guy who's just zeros across the board. I think he has an assist this season in four pims, you know, but, um, you know, Engvall and Kemp and a lot, just a lot of guys with a lot of zeros. How do you find a way when it's not going well for you to, to get yourself involved somehow? Well, for me, what I, I always tried to do is, is if goals weren't coming, I didn't want to get scored on. Uh, you know, I took a lot of pride, uh, you know, in my defensive zone and, and playing the game the right way in, in that end, right? Because if you can't score and you can't defend, like, why am I, why is the coach is probably asking, why am I putting this donkey out there if he can't do anything, right? <laughs> so if you, if you work on your, your defensive game, you have a couple big block shots or, you know, a couple hits, you know, uh, the, you know, the hockey gods, whatever it is, well, it'll come your way. You'll get uh, some chances and, you know, the chances coming, that's obviously a positive thing. And if the chances aren't there, that's when you kind of need to start to scratch your head and, and wonder why those aren't happening. And, and for me too, it's pretty easy. Like where, where do I score my goals? You know, where does a, a Richie score his goals? Uh, you know, where does a Wayne Simmons score his goals? They're right in front of the net, tipping pucks, whacking away, being in uh, pain in the other goalie's neck, the defenseman's neck, right? And and uh, so eventually I would get back to, you know, get into that front of the net and, and you know, I'd get a bounce, get a, a rebound, whatever it is. And, and uh, you know, then the confidence starts going. And, you know, I was a streaky player too where, you know, the next five games you'd have eight points, right? And you'd be back to your, you know, point every, you know, two games or whatever, so... Talking big hits, big goals with Scott Hartnell, uh, another guy uh, that is that falls in that category, believe it or not, is a 36-year-old named Ovechkin. 741st goal the other night, tying him with Brett Hall. When, when does this slow down, Scott? Uh, probably until he passes Gretzky and <laughs> retires. Uh, you know, the guy scores in so many different ways and, and he plays the game so hard. And, you know, people are always wondering, oh, it's, it's going to take a toll on his body, you know, but he's still out there for the, the two-minute shifts. And, you know, sometimes he does get burned where uh, the other day against Philadelphia, he was out there for a minute 40 and, and it ended up getting the ice, the puck, ended up getting scored on because basically because of, he didn't change, but uh, more often than not, he's 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 getting it done. He can find that extra burst of speed when he needs it. He he still competes in the back on the back checks. Uh, uh, see a couple of those plays live as well too. So it's uh, uh, he's a fun player to watch. He just he brings it, and you know one of those guys uh, that you pay money to go watch just because he's that special of a player. The uh, one of the teams that you pay a lot of attention to, obviously, is uh, your old team, the Philadelphia Flyers. They're um, they're coming up on the Leafs' schedule this, uh, you know, I think tomorrow night. What are your thoughts on what the yep. Flyers have to the offer? What are the Leafs walking into tomorrow night? Uh, well, I, uh, arguably, the Flyers played their best game of hockey uh, against the Capitals. They won two one. It was a tight checking game. They were uh, they were really hard to play against. Not that you know they're running through the boards or. Uh, you know, lighting up the score sheet. They were just fast all over uh, the Capitals when they got the puck four checks. Uh, their back pressure, the reloads from the de- uh, offense to defense was huge. The, the defense played solid block shots. Uh, they were they were disciplined. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, disciplined for you know that uh, Washington power play. Uh, they didn't have too many opportunities. So you know, looking ahead to the the Maple Leafs, they got a great power play. And, some guys that hurt you, but they, they played a, a really, really sound checking hockey game last game. And, and I, I really believe that uh, they're trying to make that part of their uh, identity. You know, I, I, I see the Philadelphia Flyer organization over the, the last few years, and we all knew what their identity was from the moment they entered the league in the uh, early 70s. And I'm just wondering, Scott, do you think in 2021 that there's still a belief that they have to find a little bit of that old identity to have any type of connection with that fan base? Uh, yes, because I think ticket sales are down. 
uh, you know, they want to see that, that, you know, the lion brawls and stuff like that. But, you know, I think people are starting to realize that's probably not going to win them a Stanley Cup, uh, you know, in the next 20 years. So, uh, you know, I think people's mind, mind, mindsets have to change, uh, you know, as the game evolves, teams need to evolve. And, and uh, you know, there's obviously teams that are doing a, a better job of that than, than other teams. But, you know, to, there's always, you know, when it does get a little rough stuff after the whistles, uh, you know, just the crowd comes alive and everyone's on their feet and you hear the Rocky Bell thing, you know, when there's start when there is a fight and uh, it just gets the uh, gets all those feels that uh, that you feel and um, but there'll always be a, a part of it, but you know, not as uh, great as it was, uh, you know, forty years, fifty years ago. How do you handicap this Flyers team? I mean, they're 6-2-2, two two, 14 points, and that's just good enough for fourth in the Metro. Right now, that Metro division is loaded. Like, I think all eight teams on pace for 110 points or something. How, who do you like in that division? Who do you think is going to find their way to the bottom? Because every team's winning a bunch so far. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the Rangers will settle down a little bit. I think they're they're playing... Uh, a little bit above their what they I think they're going to be. Uh, I called the Columbus Blue Jackets to make the playoffs uh, wow. for some stupid reason. I, I decided that, and uh, they are in the last spot. Uh, I think the Islanders they'll make their way up up there, and maybe Columbus will fall down. But um, you know, I think Carolina is the real deal. Washington, you know, I, they got guys that uh, some of their big boys are are on the shelf right now. So I think they'll be right there at the end. And uh, you can't count out Pittsburgh and uh, as well either. They're their top dogs, Crosby and Malkin, and uh, a few of those guys. They've been just riddled with injuries and and things like that. So you think that uh, if those guys come back, they could run off ten, ten in a row pretty easy too and get back in the mix. So it's tough. I, I think there'll be five teams from the Metro that'll make the playoffs with the two wild cards, but. Um, you know, I, I like Philly. Uh, Carter Hart's uh, found his game again uh, compared to last year. He was god-awful, and, and uh, you know, this year he's been playing lights out. Are you surprised that a guy like Claude Giroux is still there? It always seems that, you know, over the last few years, we know Voracek's no longer there, uh, being moved for Cam Atkinson, but uh, Giroux's all, always been a guy that's been paid well there, taking a lot of heat for lack, lack of success, yet he's he's still there. Uh, am I surprised? This question is, am I surprised he's still here? Yeah, like they have not, the they, they haven't traded him, he hasn't moved on. I know he's he's got 12 points in 10 games, but he's still considered their leader, their go-to guy, but he's 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 survived there. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, the lack of playoff success that that might get you moved or might get you unsigned. Uh, you know, after this season, he is up. Uh, his big deal is up after this season. So uh, there are you know some remaining questions, right? They've locked up a few other big parts of the team. Uh, Joel Faraby, younger kid, Sean Couturier got a, an eight-year deal this uh, past summer. So you know the the team is I wouldn't say moving in a different direction than Claude Drew, but. You know, I think for him, if he wants to stay a flyer and be a forever flyer, he's going to go down in, in history of one of the best players. I think he's not too far away from climbing, uh, getting close to Bobby Clark for points and all-time games played and things like that, right? So I, I think uh, if he does want to come back, he might have to take a little bit of a haircut. But, man, he's making it hard for these guys to do that when he's got, uh, you know, all the big goals and the big uh, big points this year too, right? He's been you know, probably the best player, most consistent guy, especially five on five too. He's he's really, you know, uh, just running the running the guys up the ice, winning battles down low. So, uh, you know, I think he'll I think he'll remain a flyer uh, for the rest of his career. But, uh, you know, he's making it uh, hard for for Chuck Fletcher to be like, well, let's let's take him for four or five million, or not eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. So. Hart, so you're a Canadian guy. What what are the uh, what are your thoughts on Carter Hart, Team Canada goaltender? I mean, the way things are shaping up, it's a real possibility. How does that make you feel? Well, it's awesome, man. Yeah. He's he's such a good kid. I've met him a few times over the past couple of years, and uh, you know, I think COVID hit him really hard last year. Just you know, being away from his family and not uh, you know having that. Uh, being a young kid, you know, I know I just loved and earned for my my parents to come down and, uh, you know, just give you some home-cooked meals and stuff. And I think it was hard for not only just Carter, but uh, some other guys on the team and around the league. It's uh, uh, it's pretty tough that way. And, and this year, he's just the he 
dedicated himself in, in the training room, you know, on the ice with his goalie coach back home there in Sherwood Park. And, and uh, you know, this year he came in, dialed in, a new attitude, focused, and, and you could really tell he just he's big on top of the crease. And, you know, for, for being a Team Canada goaltender, it's it's been, you know, Luongo and, and Carey Price for, for so many years, right? And to have a new one, there is going to be a new uh, name in, the, in in between the pipes for them. And, and uh, you know, I don't see anyone better right now thus far this early in the season. Are you battling a cold too? Have you been hanging out with our good buddy here, Sammy McKee, our producer? Because he is—he's a mess right now. I know my voice is a little weird. I just uh, we we had a, our doorbell was ringing four or five times uh, last night at four in the morning, and so we got a little scared. Called the cops and. Uh, so couldn't really get back to sleep. So I had I tried to take a nap before this, and <laughs> so anyway, wow. a little, little little tired. And uh, not that those are excuses, but no. I I just woke up from uh, from a nap, and that's uh, uh, a little out of it still. But that, that that is a good excuse. And uh, hey, th- thanks for still uh, still coming on our show because if you said no, we'd we'd certainly understand. But uh, we appreciate it, Scott. No problem, guys. I appreciate it. Lots of fun talking to you guys. And, and uh, I would I would say goalies, but they're playing the Flyers next week. So <laughs> All right. That's ex-NHLer right, and now NHL uh, network analyst Scott Hartnell. That's how you end up playing 1,249 games. You just you show See, he up. played hard. Show up. You know, and there's, there's just a sense of if you're not dirty, you're not trying. You know, like, he, just love love a guy's game like that. It just... Try to find a way to make your stamp on the game. You know, don't not okay with just getting through 60 minutes and taking his skates off and kind of had no say in how what the shape of the game looked like. Go to his, you know, whatever page you use for, for stats. I'm on Elite Prospects. My God, the numbers this guy. Every year, every category is jam full. 60 points, 30 goals, you know, 100 pims for a decade. Played for 17 years. And he, he was one of those guys that thoroughly enjoyed pissing off the other team god i'm too much of a coward yeah. for that what a life and, every night everyone's mad at you oh and if you're lucky if you have one guy on your team that can do that right now yeah. and he was very good at it and he was a colorful guy too the hair remember the, oh, the it's, it's great trademark it's it's amazing that he can play like that and come off the ice yeah. and then do media from such a like thoughtful respectful point of view you expect him to come off and just you know tear guys up and chirp guys but no 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 still good good at everything i guess i, I although people do like to chirp so bunting <laughs> yes i thought he would be a little bit more active when it came to pissing people off i did too and that's kind of backed off a little bit i wonder if that's not a product of being on the first line whatever you consider the first line, being with Matthews and Nylander. Like where the coach said, remember we heard that Sheldon Keefe clip where he said, we're trying to, you know, get him to hang on to the puck longer, to trust his skills. And, to, you know, they want him. You can't be on that line and not make a play here and there. Yeah, you're and right. your focus no, changes. Uh, uh, JB, you are 100% bang on. I think he's so wound up of of not making the right play for the star's that he kind of forgets what he needs to do. You and like, like Engvall Kampf bunting? Me either, but anyway. Engvall hasn't got a clue what he is. Not a clue right now. He is so lost. I'm watching him make a rush in the neutral zone, and I don't know if he just spent, like, last day and a half watching Connor McDavid, but he tried it last night, yeah. and it ended up being offside. It was three, three against three at the blue line. Just get it in deep and go chase it. It's not that hard. He tries to make a move and they puts, uh, I think he put Kasha offside. Yeah. And you're not on your best day. Will you a Will you be able to make a move there and gain the zone? He's gonna do the thing where he falls out of favor. Becomes a healthy scratch or whatever. Plays four minutes one night. And then the next night he's going to come back. He's going to score two. I just can't think of someone who's in the NHL. This is not a nice thing to say. More on just raw tools. 
Like he's six foot five and skates like the wind and shoots at a hundred miles per and hour. Could hit. Could you imagine having those gifts? And could hit like too he, if, he cho- if he chose to. If he chose to. If he chose to. I just and that's why they get frustrated and that's why people are like, yeah, Keith picks on that guy. It's not because they think he's bad or he's anything. They just think you. There's so much there in terms of raw tools. You know, he can he can hang with anyone in just about any category, skill wise, speed wise, size around the league. Just can't, you know, talk about Hartnell finding a way to do something with what you got. Boy, it's some frustrating nights watching him play. Well, and that's uh, that's now, I think, uh, has to be the focus of Sheldon Keefe is just now start squeezing your, your bottom six. And if you need to be a prick, be a prick, please. Do it. Yeah. And He seems to not <laughs> want to do that. Yeah. You know what I think of is like, you know, when people get really old and you meet some like 70 year old, 80 year old, I guess that's not, you know, person who just starts saying whatever they think and they don't care what you think because they're, they're just saying what they think now. I want Keith to get there. I want to hear it.